From the Madison Metropolitan School District, this is Lead to Liberate, a podcast documenting stories of inspiration, growth, and empowerment across our schools. Wow, once again, I love that music. Here we are again. I am Dr. Carlton D. Jenkins, and we are here again on Lead to Liberate. I'm very excited to have with us one of our new associate superintendents, Mrs. Demario Grace. And Ms. Grace, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for having me today. Yes, and so we're very excited to hear from you today because a lot of people are asking questions about this new department. What's this new department that we have here at MMSD that's supposed to be helping our children and helping our staff? Our new department is the Engagement, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Department, and it includes our Family Engagement Department, Strategic Partnerships, and our new Village Builders Project. Wow, that sounds exciting. That's a whole lot of stuff, but I really want to get to what does this mean? And when we talk about Lead to Liberate, what's going to be the impact? That's what the people in the community are asking me. What's going to be the impact of this new department? Talk to me a little bit about the engagement piece. Why engagement? The engagement piece is critical because we know that we need to engage our most disengaged students and their families. So our department works with some of our most disengaged students and their families, bringing them into the schools. And our department also has student engagement specialists, family liaisons, and village builders who also work with these families. They work with the schools and they are looking for creative solutions to engage our families and bring them back into the schools. Wow. Well, let me tell you this, Miss Grace. Here on Lead to Liberate, we just keep it real, okay? And keeping it real is the fact that we know that Wisconsin have the largest disparities in the country. We know that here in MMSD, our students historically have not done well in terms of disparities. Our black and brown students, but particularly our black students, have not done well, and our disparities are, too, some of the largest in the country. Now, I will say, the country itself is not doing as well. There is only 35% of the students who are proficient at reading Mm -hmm. in the country. In this state right now, we look at the same thing, roughly, 34.9. But here in MMSD, we had 37%, and that's not anything that we want to brag about. So tell me, what's your department going to do to reach out, engage our families, and how are you going to get the parents involved? One of the tactics that we're using is our staff is working actively doing home visits. They're working with families. They're also calling students and doing small student groups um, to empower our students and so that students see themselves in their school environment. Because if we know that we can correlate a student reflection and seeing themselves in the school, the curriculum and the staff members, our staff are primarily staff of color so that students can see themselves reflected in staff in their schools. Um, Families can see the reflection in the staff who are communicating with them and who are inviting them and engaging them once they get to the school. So we know that that'll correlate to higher confidence in academic achievement. We have staff that are setting up tutoring for our scholars. We have staff that are working with community organizations to come into the school and work with the scholars. Um, So those are the correlation and the partnerships that the strategic partnership department is working with and um, student and staff supports. Wow, you know, I really do like what you just said, but I'm gonna have to ask you because this is lead to liberate, we go right at it, okay? What about the parents? 
And we continue to talk about reading. We're doing the science of reading right now. We have our staff trained on letters. And we're trying to make sure that our students have all of the best resources. Our board just adopted here the, a historical, historical resources to be able to support our students and our staff. But how do we get to the parents? Because we need the parents in the building. And our philosophy, schools in the community, communities in the schools, but communities also bring parents. So how are we gonna do that? I think one of the ways that we're doing that is we're going out into the community. We're going to community events and in the spaces where our parents are at and we're meeting them and we're building those relationships. We have to build and establish relationships and create trust. Um, we know that there's a lot of historical mistrust with public school education for a lot of our families. And so our work is to rebuild that trust and rebuild those relationships. And I really believe that having the village builders in our schools and having staff who are natural relationship bridgers um, is critical to doing that work. And they're able to bridge that relationship and establish those relationships with our families because they're part of the community. A lot of our staff are parents themselves. And that's what gave them and encouraged them to work in MMSD as part of this Village Builders project. Wow, you mentioned this Village Builders uh, project. This is like really outstanding. A lot of people asking additional questions. You know, we had all of this ESSA money, this came in on ESSA money. How are we gonna sustain it? Different questions are coming up about the Village Builders. Can you kind of, first of all, just tell me a little bit um, about the individuals who are working with our students. Tell me a little bit about them. Yes, these are natural facilitators. These are community members. These are parents. Um, and they are tied to the communities in which they work. So that's the beauty of this project. We're bringing community members who may not have the traditional educational credentialing into the spaces with our families and students because they're already trusted. They're already in the community. They're already making an impact in the community. And so now we're giving them an opportunity to make an impact through our school community. Right, and so what I've been also hearing that uh, grow your own. We're looking to this particular group to diversify our workforce with our teachers because we know the research says that if a child has one staff person of color, they will more than likely persist to graduate from high school. If they have two, they will more than likely persist through college. Uh, so is this like a strategy of you all or what? Tell me about that. This is definitely a strategy. Um, Grow Your Own has um, been really important for our work. We've worked with Jen Shepke um, to work with Madison College. We actually have created a um, two-year um, program with Madison College um, to put, it's a cohort model for some of our village builders and um, student engagement specialists that want to um, expand their education. The beauty of the program is we have people who have some educational um, background, higher ed background. We have some that have um, d uh, degrees. We have some that um, have bachelor degrees um, and just want to transition into teaching. And so we're working um, with our um, teaching and learning and other departments to kind of craft what this looks like for each person. It has to be individualized because we have people at different spaces in their life. Um, but we are working to kind of grow and help them figure out what they want to do and what their next steps are because we don't want them to live in these positions. As you stated earlier, we want them 
to transition to social work, to classroom teaching, to um, superintendent if that's their goal. Uh oh. Um, but we, <laughs> we want them. We want them to be able to transition into whatever role that they see fit. Um, we know that they're natural helpers, right? So a lot of them are looking at social work. Um, we have one that's interested in school counseling. So we are really trying to individualize and take them where they are and bring them to where they want to be. Wow, so you're telling me you're really trying to lead to liberate by taking organic scholars. Here I am, no education, but I wanna help my community, knowing that I can serve students and help the staff, I can get in this program in MMSD, go to Madison College, mm -hmm. then I'm eligible for the players to go to UW-Madison and get my degree? Yes. Um, wow. We're working with UW-Madison. Um, we've also had some preliminary conversations with Edgewood College. Um, and there are some other colleges that, um, local colleges that have also approached us about, they've heard about the project and they wanna know what they can do and how they can help. So people are interested in wanting to be a part of this because it is so groundbreaking, right? This is right. a new initiative and it's something that people haven't seen before. So the innovation behind the Village Builders is intriguing to our um, higher ed community. Well, I have to ask you this, because we're all about innovation. Have we begun a conversation with Madison College or UW about connecting with the HBCU? So perhaps they could do two years there and three years there or however we could do it because we do know the impact of HBCUs on graduating individuals of color, particularly African-Americans or our HSI schools as well. So have that conversation begun yet? That conversation has not begun yet with our higher ed institutions in Madison, but we have begun that <clears throat> conversation with the city of Madison, um, who has internships. And we've had preliminary conversations as a district about how to start internships with our HBCU students and how to work with the colleges, but we have not approached the colleges yet because I think we need to finalize and create our goals and outline before going to the higher ed community. Wow, so have you been a part of just exposing our students to HBCUs. Have you ever been to HBCU? Yes, I am a graduate, a proud graduate of Mississippi Valley State University um, in Itabina, Mississippi. So yes, very proud HBCU graduate. And um, a lot of my work in education has revolved around helping students see the importance of HBCUs. And at the end of this month, we are actually taking a group of students to the state of Georgia to tour HBCUs um, in Georgia. So we have um, close to 90 students from Madison Metropolitan School District. Um, and we know that Georgia has the largest concentration of HBCUs in the country. So we're wow. excited about that. Wow, outstanding. Well, just tell me this in terms of right here in MMSD, you're not from Madison, right? I'm not from Madison. What drove you to this work and what kind of impact are you really trying to have? What's gonna be your legacy, your contribution? I think what really drove me to this work was the continuation of the Village Builders Project. Seeing that project and seeing the thought put into really bringing the community and bridging the community and the schools um, that was something that I had never seen before in a school district. I had never seen a real attempt to really do it and not just a surface level attempt. This is 
real people who are really ingrained and connected to their communities who want to make a difference in their schools. We're bringing them in, we're giving them the tools, we're teaching them our school system, but we're accepting them for authentically who they are, right? We're not trying to change them, we're trying to change the system that was not designed for them. And so we're really working intentionally with our staff so that they can learn how to advocate and navigate the system and share that information with our parents. And that's where we believe we can make real systemic change. So I say to that, thank you for sharing that. We need a level of advocacy, not only at the local level, but at the state and the federal level, because this is something that we're all struggling with mm -hmm. in terms of trying to diversify our workforce. Because we know if we have the education, we get that part right, that's going to improve the economics of our community and the employment, which in turn touch everything else, our health care, mm -hmm. everything. So if you had a chance to speak to the governor today about that $7 billion in the legislators, what would you advocate for? Fund our schools. Fund our schools and fully fund our schools. Engage with the community that is really working to make a difference in our schools and be intentional about funding social-emotional agenda items for our students, especially our students of color. Um, we know that we have the gaps in the state of Wisconsin, and I think it's important that we are vocal about that and that we know and our school districts know that our governor is intentional about breaking those disparities, right? Knocking down the disparities. And Wisconsin, um, also in our literacy, um, for our black students, we know that we have work to do. And the black students are the lowest out of all of those categories. So in doing that work and making sure that we're intentional, we also need to take care of social emotional. We also need to take care of making sure that the governor understands the needs of our black and brown children because we're failing them. Wow, well, let me tell you this, on Lead Deliberate, we always say we just don't call them out, we call them in. Mm -hmm. so I would definitely uh, be interested in talking to you about how we can facilitate that discussion and having you directly, you know, speak to some of our legislators, having some of our other advocates in the community have that conversation get started. But what are you doing and what are we doing in MMSD to reach out to make sure people keep funding this? Because we're so used to starting and stopping. Okay, so what are you doing now? Have you reached out trying to get any additional resources beyond just the current ESSA dollars? to fund us, what are you doing? We've been reaching out to organizations. Um, we recently received a donation um, from communities and schools um, for some of this work. Um, we've been also trying to establish and formalize partnerships with organizations. And so with the communities and schools, I think that's the um, real indicator of the work. They noticed our work, they appreciated our work, um, and this was less than a year of work. So this will help us and this will help us gather more data, collect that data, and then we can reach out and connect with different and more organizations to help guide and facilitate this work. Right, so, so, so I'm sorry for cutting you off, but let me ask you, so communities in school, is it true that they just gave us like, is it a thousand dollars? Was it $10,000? What did they give us in terms of support? We actually received a donation of a million dollars. Um, that's the funding, but the donation actually includes $345,000 of technical assistance. 
Um, and so that assistance will help guide our work and teach us how to use their platform because we do need to gather data. We wanna show impact, um, funders need that information, but the million dollars will help this work and help continue this work after those ESSER funds are um, over in the 2025, uh, 23-24 school year. Wow, so you're telling me that we need other community members who can join in helping us in trying to get these dollars that we, uh, for something that we know that will have an impact in decreasing these disparities that we have. And really, we want to just totally annihilate all of the disparities and be able to teach all of our children at high levels. Yes, these funds are going to continue the project, um, Village Builders, and hopefully um, we will be out there looking for the community to help us um, continue this work. We don't want this to abruptly stop, which is why we've been really trying to engage our national partners and our community partners um, in a conversation about Village Builders and the immediate impact that Village Builders has had on our schools. Wow, and I just don't want this to be lost. You just said, let me get it right. You said they just gave us a million dollars to continue dollars. to support the Village Builders based off what you've done thus far and being able to show the data to support the impact. Is that correct? That is correct, a million dollars, um, and there's potential for additional funding. So um, hopefully we will um, be able to engage additional funding from the communities and schools and gain that funding as well. So I'm really excited about that um, because that means that someone is seeing the work that our team is doing. Yes, well, there you heard it, right here directly from Ms. Tamaria Grace about the village builders, about our engagement that's taking place in Madison Metropolitan School District, and we are definitely about diversity, equity, and inclusion, along with our engagement. So thank you for coming out today, and I hope all of our listeners come back again next week as we're going to have another just amazing guest. Thank you, Ms. Gray. You're listening to Lead to Liberate, a podcast by the Madison Metropolitan School District demonstrating how the more we know, the more we grow.